Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. It's our pleasure to have Octavio Morenzi, CEO of Apimos, right here on the set with us. Great to see you. Thanks Great for being fun. here. Thanks so much for having me on the floor here. So you said the Fed is really the only game in town as far as where stocks are going. Tell me more about that, right? You can't fight the Fed. Well, it's not just stocks, it's, it's commodities, it's bonds, gold, as you pointed out, all these yeah. things, I think have been pretty dependent on, on Fed printing out money like crazy. And now that that looks like it's changing, all asset classes are suffering. So there's, there's no really good place to hide at the moment. I think all asset classes are looking at downside, be it crypto, gold, commodities, except for the dollar. The dollar's doing very well. Right, the dollar is really elevated against the other currencies, in some cases, 20-year highs. Um, what I thought was interesting were all the prints that we got this week really gave the Fed the green light from inflation to retail sales, jobs. It just shows the consumer's strong enough. Jobs are, you know, still, the labor market's very tight. Inflation's still relatively hot. Maybe housing came off, gasoline came off, but shelter and and food, right? All, all going up, yes. All so, say Fed, green light. Well, green light to increase interest rates more, if that's what you mean by green light, rather than decrease them, but yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's for sure. Yeah, so definitely, yes. yeah. So they're being forced into that, right? So they basically, their hands are tied, inflation both on the CPI side and the producer side, much right. higher than they'd like. Even though on the, PP, the PP side, PPI side, things came down a slight bit, but still yeah. much, much higher than they'd like. So right. uh, they're going to have to- But they really get this green light to be more aggressive, is my point. So if we see, you know, there were some who started to bet on a full percentage point in the next meeting. I mean, I know it's more likely to see 75 basis points, right? What are you expecting in these three meetings? I, I expect to see 75 basis points in September at the next meeting. But then I think lots of market participants were sort of expecting the Fed to pivot then to become dovish again and say, okay, we've gone far enough now. We can stay here and maintain things and maybe even decrease interest rates a bit. But that's been dashed completely. I think those, oh, that's out. those hopes have been totally crushed. Forget about that. They're going to have to carry on increasing interest rates. Now, at the next meeting in October and November, I don't know, are they going to increase 50 basis points or 75 basis points? I think that is the question and not much right. else. Right, without a doubt. In the meantime, when you see all these other asset classes, right, we were just talking about equities, but gold and all kinds of commodities, bonds, um, what are your thoughts on the big picture? If, if someone wants to readjust the portfolio or take a look at their portfolio, what should they be looking for or doing? Well, I think going long in the dollar is a pretty good place to be. And mm -hmm. the reason for that is the Fed has been much, much faster in this cycle in terms of increasing interest rates, much right. faster than the e, uh, ECB or the Bank of Japan or even the Bank of England, who's also been somewhat aggressive in terms of doing it. And of course, that makes the dollar relatively much more attractive to hold as a cash asset. So we're right. seeing an inflow into dollars, and that looks like it's going to continue. The ECB is not making the same noises about jacking up interest rates the way the Fed is. So I expect the dollar to carry on doing well. And you can get some exposure to that with certain ETFs that go long the dollar against other currencies and, and, and get an upside there. But I think overall the pressure on the market is not going to go away. I think this idea that we're going to see lower interest rates towards the end of this year, I think been totally dashed. And that's going to put pressure on these markets for some time to come. And what does it mean for financials or healthcare stocks or staples? Do you take a look at each of the sectors and are there certain sectors that may have a better chance to do well, maybe now as a buying opportunity? Well, I think tech stocks are going to suffer because they're very dependent on interest rates because you know, so much of their earnings potential is way into right. the future. So higher interest rates just mean you discount that more and they, they lose value quite directly. Mm -hmm. uh, the sector that's sort of interesting to look at is, uh, I think, the banks and the financials because, of course, they deal in interest rates and that is their activity. It's right. to sort of play off the yield curve and the shape of the yield curve. 
I'd say that's another sector that's looking at uh, some unpleasantness coming forward because they basically they they borrow short term from their depositors and they lend up long term and the price difference is the yield curve and as that reduces their earnings opportunities go down quite badly. Right, because so. it used to be, if ba it, the mantra was if rates were going up that was good for banks but not necessarily, right? I don't know, yes, Depends. people said that a lot, if rates go up, think that's good for the banks. It's good if long-term rates go up and short-term rates right. stay low, that's good, but that's not what's happening. We're that's seeing short-term rates go up faster than long-term rates, and now the yield curve is basically flat, and maybe a bit inverted, yeah. and that's bad for the banking yeah. sector. I mean, basically, the two-year went from almost zero to 3% in no time. Uh, really very fast, very fast. And mortgage rates, right, 3% to 6%. I think it's also just how fast it's happened, right? It's happened very quickly, you're absolutely right. And I think on the mortgage front, the Fed is of course sitting on an enormous portfolio of, of mortgages. They've got $2.7 trillion worth of mortgages mm -hmm. sitting on their books. Mm -hmm. And they're now starting to let that taper off a tiny, tiny bit. And that's why we've seen the mortgage rates come up so fast, because they stopped buying mortgages, basically. Right. Now right. they say, we're going to start selling mortgages. Of course, that's going to depress the price of mortgage-backed securities and drive up the interest rate. So 6% is just the start of that, I think. Once they start to aggressively sell off their portfolio of mortgages, we're going to see the mortgage rates go up higher. I don't know how high. I think 8% is going to easily be reached, and maybe even 10%. Yeah, so with hot inflation, we are still, you know, working through other points like labor issues. There, the companies are having a hard time filling certain jobs. There's a lot of churn, wages, they have to pay more now. Um, so they do face a lot of costs, coupled with the supply chain is finally, I guess, easing up, right? But maybe trying to juggle inventory. I mean, these companies still have some headwinds, right? Oh, definitely. But I, I think a lot of what we're calling sort of labor shortages and things like that are basically companies trying to come to terms with inflation. They're basically saying, you know, five years ago I could hire someone for $12 an hour. I can't afford to pay 20 Right, right. Uh, but we're just talking about wage inflation and a lot of companies saying, I can't afford to go there. I, at, that, at that rate, I can't. And of course, at the lower wages they're willing to pay, there's not enough workers to go around. So right. markets do always clear. There aren't any shortages. It's just they're not willing to pay the market rate. And right, upset right. About that. And I've talked with small business owners who say, look, I'll just have one less worker because I can't afford to pay the costs for it too of that in that department or yeah, I'll, whatever. I'll work harder as a small business owner and we'll cut some corners and we'll make it work right, somehow. Right, right, so. because it, it just becomes too costly. It's wonderful to see you, Octavio. Thank you so much. Octavio Morenzi, CEO of Opimas. Thank you. Thank wonderful you. to see you here.